Hello, my name is Tita Moyers and I'm here with my co-host and my pirate wife, Dawn Davis. We are bold, queer, ethically non-monogamous, kinky, clean and sober storytellers, taking up space, putting the insides on the outside and the messy on display. Authentic, unscripted, vulnerable relating while talking about topics not brought up in polite conversation relationships, intimacy, unapologetic self-awareness, sexuality, healing, and personal growth. Nothing is taboo. In this episode, we are talking about jealousy in our non-monogamous relationship and how we continue to renegotiate what our relationship looks like for each of us. We experience and talk about all the feelings. Hi, Vida. Hi, Vixen. How are you? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I um, I've been getting feedback from people about this podcast. They like it. Yeah, I have been too. I surprised actually. I've been surprised. Uh, some of the people that have been listening to it. My sister, a good friend of mine that I've had for thirty three years. <laughs> and um my ex-girlfriends are listening to it that's fantastic and I have friends who are reaching out to me people who are close to me people that I haven't talked to in a long time saying that they uh like the way we talk to one another they feel like they're part of the conversation yeah that's the plan right that they're that's sitting right here with us that's the plan so, um, I, you and I talked before recording about some of the questions that people are asking us, and it seems like one that keeps coming up is, um, how does your ethically non-monogamous relationship work? What does it look like? What people who don't understand how this happens are asking questions. Are you interested in talking about that? I am. I am interested in talking about that. I was I was thinking about this earlier. Um, so we did have an exclusive monogamous relationship at first, um, even though you told me that you did not want to have an exclusive relationship and to not fall in love with you. Um, and... The thing is, is actually what, in order to get to where we are now, we had a serious de-escalation and where I had to do with my sponsor, a fourth and fifth step on you, I was full of anger. I was mad, very mad. And I didn't want to talk to you for a while. And actually it, it didn't take much time before I was, you know, I wanted to be friends with you at least because you were like my closest friend. And so I told you everything and I would, I mourned that I missed that. So we started becoming friends again, but we had a serious de-escalation in order to get to this. And it, it's escalation only in the sense that we're, we're closer, not in the sense of like, I was going to use the word possession, but you might actually like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not in the sense um, that like, you're the one and only and 
I don't want you to be with anybody else and you don't want me to be with anybody else, but we're just closer. We have open, more open communication. We, I trust you, um, which is why I feel fine about you being with other people. You know, one of the questions that I was asked, several of the questions, one of them, and I'll ask you how you feel about it, but it definitely how I feel. If I want to know if you are with someone else. I think it would benefit everyone to start over with like, what is monogamy? What is ethical non-monogamy? Before we start talking about how we feel about talking about other people, just because there's a bunch of information that people don't have necessarily. Yeah, explain it. Well, so monogamy, right? Exclusivity is being with one person, that one person is your everything. You don't, um, I think people probably define it differently, but maybe you don't flirt with anyone else. You don't look at anyone else. You don't watch porn. You don't, maybe you don't masturbate. Like you you have sex with one person. You, they're your best friend. You, all of your energy goes into that one person. And I think that's kind of an extreme version but I mean all you have to do is listen to pop songs love songs of all kinds all of them are like mine you're mine she's the one the only it's all you know like there's no other person on the planet but that one plant person my soulmate yes my soulmate yeah I I can have lots of soulmates (laughs) I think he's the one I think she's the one like that that kind of ideology that's that's the relationship escalator, right? The the idea that you are going to find one person, you're going to meet them, you're going to date them, you're going to move in with them, get married, buy a house, have kids, That's live happily ever after. It's is. a That's lot of pressure. pressure. And clearly it is um, a socially imposed fantasy because look at the divorce rates you know, and, and people who cheat and people who are unhappy in their relationships, that's, I mean, if we, if we look at all of those things together, that's most of the people who are interested in that kind of monogamy and exclusivity. And so we are not doing that. Right. And I also, I mean, I believe that human beings are not monogamous creatures um i think you know what is that it comes from what mesopotamia or some shit when they started doing agriculture and you know needed a a nuclear family to to do these things and whatever but i think if you look at maybe nomadic tribes and stuff like that i think they have lots of partners and if you look at monogamy and polyamory or throughout history i think it's it's a human nature to not be monogamous there's a lot of um research about it actually somebody wrote a book called sex at dawn um which i own but haven't read yet and i like to have sex with and at dawn (laughs) um that that book is about that like how we are just not designed to be monogamous that 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 was imposed upon us and and again I haven't read the book and I actually heard that there are parts of it that were debunked but 
um, I know some very happy, you know, healthy, well-functioning individuals who have open relationships or, um, you know, call themselves polyamorous or just ethically non-monogamous. And, and there's so much under that umbrella, different ways of structuring relationships. And, and that is, that's what we want. That's what we're doing. Right. Uh, actually, my friend today that I had breakfast with this morning, she, she goes, you're just being Tita. You've always <laughs> been this way. And I, I have. I mean, she's known me for a long time. This is how I am. And so how are you? What is, <laughs> what is it that you're doing? So I, I have the capacity to, to actually be in love with multiple people at the same time. They're different people. I feel differently about them. And so, um, I mean, really it comes down to, do I have enough time and energy to, to put into these relationships? But I'm totally capable of like, Ooh, I'm gonna have a little flirtation over here and a little tryst over here and a dalliance there, whatever. But I also can be in love and have like a full fledged relationship, like what to a lot of people would look like a monogamous relationship. I'm having two simultaneously right now. For the people who are listening who don't know, you and I live in different states. Mm -hmm. um, we have pretty regular communication at this point so in the last year we've built this relationship and we that text. changes though it that does changes change. but right now today we text you know daily mm -hmm. we leave each other voice messages daily for the yeah. most part at the same time I have um you know there, there's a uh, a couple of people that I am you know sort of checking in on periodically that I'm interested in maybe having uh, play, being play partners with, or having some kind of date or sexual activity with. Um, there's a person that I'm planning to go visit and maybe spend some time with that I find interesting. We have deep conversations. I can see myself getting closer to that person. Um, I have people I flirt with uh, there are, you know, there are possibilities that I, I'm not restricted as to who I can engage with, who I can talk to, who I can flirt with, who I can have sex with. That's the openness of, of my end over here. What is, what's going on over there with you? I, you know, I, I flirt with whoever I want to, which is everyone all the time <laughs> i have you my pirate wife i talk to you daily um that doesn't always have to be the case sometimes one of us busy or whatever but we'll usually say something about it like i'm not gonna talk to you for a little bit because this i'm doing this or that that's another thing i you know I would like to know what you're up to. You don't have to tell me, but it feels nice when you're like, oh, I'm going to dinner with my friends or I have a date with whoever, you know, I like to know. Um, I don't, I don't like to feel like it's a secret. Mm -hmm. 
What about jealousy? How does that work in? I experience it. I mean, I just had a twinge of it just now, actually, when, you know, you, you said something and I was like, I, I had this panic, actually, a little bit of a panic. Like, what does that mean when you're like, and I would like to get closer to them. And I, th this is immediately what my thought was. My thought was, the problem is not you. The problem is usually the other person being like, no, I want you all to myself. I want you in like, wh what are we going to, what's going to happen next with us? What are we going to be next with us? That's what happened with my ex-girlfriend. She, it, it was her wanting me to be in a monogamous relationship with her. And, and that was at the expense of you to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. And but, that but who's here that, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But but that's that's my fear. My fear is not you. My fear is the because I saw how she she did work on getting me to be you know monogamous with her, uh -huh. and then when it took it a step further and didn't want me to actually have anything to do with you anymore, and that was very upsetting to me. But that that's that's where my fear came from just now when you said that was what what if this other person is trying to to keep you from me or take you take you away from me and then i have here's what happens with jealousy i have twinges of it and then i talk to myself or i talk to you about my fears i say mm -hmm. them out loud they sometimes lose their power when i say it out loud and it's just a fear it doesn't mean it's a fact a reality or the truth it just is something that I feel inside of me all of a sudden and I'm like why okay why am I feeling that way because of my past experiences with it that someone tried to take me away from you mm -hmm. and so I worry that someone's going to try and take you away from me mm -hmm. and you're not you know mine I want you to be shared with whoever you want to be shared with and, but I still have it. I have jealousy. And I think it, 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 it always stems from fear, fear of rejection, fear that you're going to go away, fear that I'm not as special as I think I am. And no one likes me as much as I think they do. Yeah. I get, I feel jealousy too. I think when, that, well, I think that jealousy is a normal human emotion. And by the way, I don't think that people who are in um, monogamous versus ethically non-monogamous relationships experience jealousy differently. I think that we all have it, yeah. that it's it's not increased by having more partners. It's also not um, for people who don't feel jealous necessarily. You know, it's, it's that, we have to have a certain level of emotional maturity uh, and emotional intelligence so that we recognize, oh, that feeling that I'm having, that's jealousy. And what am I going to do about it? Not what are you going to do about my jealousy? I'm not asking you to do anything differently. You know, if you have a date with your girlfriend, for instance, at the same time that I want to see you, I'm probably going to feel jealous. I, I, I might feel inconvenienced or whatever the feeling is, but that's for me to deal with. 
And what a great opportunity for me to look inward and check it out and see like, what is it that I'm afraid of? Like you just said, it's fear. What is it that I'm afraid of? I'm not getting something that I want or I'm going to lose something that I have. And what am mm -hmm. I going to do to make myself feel more stable and secure, more in love with myself so that I'm not worried about you and where you're going and what you're doing and, and what I'm losing. I mean, I think that's incredibly hard for people to do. Yes. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your average person's like, let me take this inward and introspective and think, what is what is happening with me? No, most people are like, fuck that bitch. I'm hurt. I'm upset. They lash out. They act a fool. Like that's usually what happens. So just saying that, you know, yes, that's, that's beautiful that, that <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it also comes from insecurity um, and which is fear. It's, you know, they're all intertwined. My fear often prevents itself, presents itself as anger. Um, and I, you know, it's, these are emotions. And I, by the way, since I got sober, I experience all this shit all the fucking time. And I'm like, can I just not? Can I just not for a little <laughs> while, you know, feel all of it? And then now I'm just like, bring it on. That's fine. I, I, it's just a feeling. It's not a fact. It's a feeling. It'll pass. These things happen. And I just like, I have to do that with my anxiety all the time. I have to go. Yeah you're you're anxious that's what's happening you're not gonna die from anxiety <laughs> um this you can do it you always say this to me you can do anything for 15 minutes <laughs> yeah you know sometimes I have to think you can do anything for 24 hours yeah uh I have to get you know I in the beginning I used to have to get give myself 10 minute chips to get through <laughs> the next 10 minutes but you know it's real yes saying saying that but I don't think that most people practice you know the pause stopping and being like what am I feeling because I I've been doing this lately with my my somatic feelings my body because I do feel I do experience jealousy and uh, it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and really also the jealousy comes from you know you're spending time with someone else I want to spend time with you I want it. I want your time. But then I also want you to miss me. Mm -hmm. I do. I really do like it when you miss me. Because you're super stoked to see me then and talk yeah. to me. Yeah. So that's a lot about jealousy. And you're <laughs> yeah. right. It's it's not easy. I mean, I, I can say that about introspection and, you know, taking care of myself and looking inward and, and that. I've been working on this for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and so I'm I'm a little bit better at it now than I have been before. Better than most people are. And I, I thank you by the way. You know, my sister said something to me the other night. She said you've matured like 20 years in this last 13 months of your sobriety. And I actually uh Thank you. I thank you for a lot of that because we talk about all this shit all the time. People don't do this. 
we don't have these conversations. This is actually the co- a conversation that we have regularly about all everything. We talk about any and everything. That's you make it safe for me to talk about anything and everything. You make it safe for me to tell you when I'm scared or when I'm angry or when I'm frustrated or overwhelmed or sad or you know any of the things when I'm happy when I'm joyful um I think I have grown so much in the last year in my relationship with you and and it while we are getting closer because of it time and you know continued working on ourselves and working on each other we are getting closer and that doesn't mean that we are becoming like we're getting on the relationship escalator which is hard for other people to understand it's sometimes hard for me to understand like oh this does not mean that we're gonna get married no it's actually you know the instant that i feel like it's it's that I feel immediately suffocated and it may, I feel, start to feel differently when I feel like it's like, there's no ceiling on it. There's no roof on, on my freedom. Then I can't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I can breathe. I feel so much better. But if I was feeling like you had these super like wifey expectations of me, like traditional, like traditional wifey, shit um yeah I don't I don't think I would feel as close to you I I know I wouldn't I would be feeling like oh like I I, it's too much it's too much and that's something you know we were talking about earlier about having to be somebody's everything and I do say to you you are my everything without being my everything there are people that are good for you to I mean, we do all the things together. We laugh, we cry, we do all of that. But I don't need to be that all the time for you, always. I'm glad that you have friends, that you have other lovers, that you have people that, you know, because both of us can be can be exhausting. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm a lot. Yeah, I am too. And so yeah. there, are, there are multiple people that can handle this. What is right. this? What is Tita? And I mean, it would be a lot of pressure for me to have to be everything to you all the time, all the time. I think, though, when when sex comes up when it's when it's sexual when there are um, those kinds of intimacies involved that is where the jealousy gets triggered right would you say yes, that that's true yes I, because I, yeah. because I have very close friends that I have dinner with very close friends that I go to the movies with very close friends who might even spend the night at my house and that's easier for the rest of the world to understand too. Like, oh yeah, you have friends you do that with. But right. as soon as that friend who's spending the night at my house and maybe even sleeping in my bed sticks her tongue in my mouth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, oh wait, what's what's happening, right? Would you say that that's the place where um, yes, it, yes. It, it leaves traditional relationship land and goes into 
polyamory and ethical non-monogamy. Well, I uh, yes, okay. I'm going to say one thing about this. I, I had a friend that I was speaking with the other day, and we were talking about our flirtations, which now we're just friends again. Um, but I had told her about another friend of mine that I that is just my friend that I would sleep with sometimes. And what I said to that friend was, I feel like when we have sex, it's just an extension of our friendship. And, and I really do feel that way. So I can, I can do that, but it does because I know what it is. I know what it feels like to me. And I know that I don't have these like crazy romantic feelings about her. It seriously is a friend that I fuck. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I don't know how it how it sounds for you. So this was the other part of it that I was going to say. I don't necessarily want to know graphic details about your sex with other people. I do have a and then and then slowly, you know, I'll get through. I'll, I, I will start to ask questions, but I want to be the one asking the questions. I don't want you to just divulge this graphic shit uh-huh. to me without yeah. without asking me. Jealousy. Sex. Like, do do you want to know graphic shit? You do sometimes want to know graphic shit. I don't know. I mean, I remember that with a girlfriend that you had uh, a long time ago. That, oh, I saw those pictures last. That, that um, I I said, you know, if y'all when you're together want to send me any photos, like salacious photos, I'm mm-hmm. I'm down for it. And you did. Uh-huh. You sent me some. Whew, steamy pictures the two of you consented mm-hmm. you were in it together you took some photos you sent them to me and you know just thinking about it right now makes me kind of hot <laughs> I, I actually am curious about how that made you feel because I don't I don't think that I um I, I would like those pictures sent to me. <laughs> no, I, I liked them in fact I think I may have looked at them recently for a little stimulation <laughs> I saw them last night yeah because they're good they're juicy pictures and they were for you I I know they were like staged mm-hmm. for me which mm-hmm. I think is super hot <laughs> yes because it's, it's for you right I think it would be different if the context were different but I know that they were staged for me they were sent to me as a gift by each of you now I think you and I may have talked about the fact that um she was maybe um kind of what would I say like showing off like look at look at what I've got look at what I I'm think doing she was trying to make you jealous with them yeah actually. but I really but liked them <laughs> but it had the opposite effect because she was thinking if if these pictures were sent to her, it would make her jealous. So she was like, yeah, watch this. And really, it didn't have that effect on you. It was totally lost on you. You were like, woohoo, thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. So, but I think, you know, uh, we have to continue talking about different situations and different scenarios because sometimes it will be okay and sometimes it won't be. And we can't make assumptions about that. I have to say something about about jealousy. What I really feel is that um, if you no longer make me feel special, if you aren't acting like, you know, like I'm special to you, like I'm important to you, I'm special, then then I suppose some insecurity and fear sets in and I may have, you know, have experienced twinges of jealousy and but but it's the sexual component really for for anybody that 
that that's the part where, that they understand. Like, how can you have somebody else like touching your woman? <laughs> <laughs> your woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that reminds me of two things. One, I want to define what is solo poly because yes. that's how I identify. And the other thing I want to talk about is permission. Okay. So um, I consider myself a solo poly person. And, and by the way, everything that we are describing about the two of us is not necessarily blanket, standard, ethical, non-monogamy, right? Everybody also, has, it can change. Yes. Too. Everybody has their own definition. That's yeah. the deal. It's, it's like relationship anarchy. Right. We get we to make figure it out. <laughs> right, right. But we get to figure out what we want. We get to make We're, this up. Right. So I consider myself a solo poly person. And what that means to me is that I am not, um, I do not belong to anyone else. I am independent. I am autonomous. I have my own life and my own home I'm not a nesting partner with anyone I don't live with anybody I have my own finances I have my own choices I don't have to con consult with anyone else about my decisions I like it that way I have had I've been married before I've been in a 14-year relationship before I have a child I've, I've devoted my life to other people I've been monogamous been exclusive even when I didn't want to be enough for now that I don't want that so I want to be able to have sex with who I want to I want to be able to flirt with who I want to I want to be able to travel with who I want to I want to be able to visit who I want to I want to be able to dance with who I want to I want to be able to you know whatever and it just so happens that I really like you mm -hmm. Thank you. I enjoy spending time with you. I enjoy having sex with you. I enjoy uh, traveling with you. I enjoy making plans for the future with you. I see you in my future. That hasn't always been true. I'm very hard to get close to, even though I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a person who um, can reveal a lot about myself. I can be intimate. I can um, make people feel really special, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I can let my guard down because I have trauma. I have damage from my past. So I'm very hard to get close to. I have let you in. I feel safe with you. So I plan to have you around for a long time. And I think that we're going to lean in and we're going to lean out. Yeah. We will renegotiate our relationship. It's going to look like this sometimes. It's going to look like this sometimes. We might choose to nest at times. We might choose to travel together at times. We might choose to just be friends and not do anything else at times. I mean, you, you may, I don't know what our future holds. You may decide that you want to be monogamous with someone and then I get to be on the periphery for a while. Like I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to let our relationship morph and change and, and become whatever it's going to become because I really care about you. 
I feel so this is for me I feel secure and safe in the fact that I know that you're not going away you're not going away so whatever our relationship looks like you're not going to be out of my life I think when when we broke up before that was my main concern is that that was it I we weren't going to have anything to do with each other and I wanted you in my life in some way in some capacity because I love you and I love the person you are and I have fun with you and I have you know great conversations with you you help me learn a lot about myself and that's great but I think that's really what it is is like that that where that desperation and everything comes from is the fear that the person's going to go away since I know that no matter what you're going to be there you know obviously I can't you know abuse you emotionally abuse you I wouldn't expect you to stick around for that but I can't I don't foresee myself doing anything to you that would make you never want to talk to me again or have me be a part of your life so I feel safe with that so I'm like cool I can breathe I I can I can do what I, I want you can do what you want you're not going you're not going away and you can do what you want. We talked about what talked about the hairdresser. <laughs> the question is, is let's say I go get my haircut and my hairdresser is like, I dig your jam. I want to fuck you. Do I, am I supposed to call you and call my girlfriend and be like, Hey, I know this is a short notice, <laughs> but, <laughs> but is it cool if I go sleep with my hairdresser? And the thing is, is I don't have to ask your permission. I could tell you afterward, you'd probably want salacious graphic details. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't expect you to ask permission. It's not up to me to decide what you get to do or not. And and I don't think that my feelings would be hurt if you had sex with your hairdresser, for instance. Like, I don't want that kind of control over you. And I don't want you to have that kind of control over me. Nor do I care to have it, actually. I, it's too much pressure and stress. And I just, it's, it's too much. So we stopped the podcast there because while talking about jealousy, I got jealous. And we'd worked it out. We talked it out. This is about progress, not perfection. And this is a learning experience for all of us involved in this polycule. But it's important because relationships are the most important thing. Our love and connection is the most important thing. And it's important that we keep talking through these feelings that everyone has. So thanks for listening.